Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. Creative people and how they do their thing is what I love to talk about. Today I have two guests, Devin Green and Ned Douglas. They are the creative forces behind the new game show on the Reverie channel. It's called Versus. It's quick and fun and low budge and silly and really, really entertaining. And uh, Devin hosts it and uh, Ned pops up here and there. He also does the music and they just did all of it. And it's very uh, socially distanced aesthetic, but it's silly and fun and I really enjoyed watching it. So before we get to the interview, I wanna mention that slots are filling up for our virtual game nights over the holidays. But if you have a group you wanna get together with, keep it safe and have fun. And here's the thing with Zoom. It's like, who talks? When do you talk? Who talks too much? Because of the game has a structure and I lead you through it, you don't have any of those issues. Like, it's very, um, you know, deliberate. And then everyone gets to talk about the equal amount and nobody's hogging everything and there's not a lot of talking over each other. And it's delightful. In fact, we've been doing games for companies instead of having a Christmas party um, they'll do a group uh, game night online. We did it for this great resort company in Colorado, in Breckenridge. And let me tell you, I tried to lobby for a little vacation there, and maybe that could someday happen. And uh, we did a great group that works for ABC TV, and they had fun together. So it's awesome. And we've still got slots available up to Christmas, and actually between Christmas and New Year's as well. So go to youdon'tknowmylife.com. And you can reach out that way. All right, that's enough for the plugs. Here are Devin Green and Ned Douglas, the creators of the new game show, Versus. All right, joining me via Zoom, it's Devin Green and Ned Douglas. They're musicians, performers, comedians, and they have this new project on Reverie. They're the creators and hosts of the game show called Versus. It's adorable. It's enchanting. Oh. It's super fun, right? It's yeah. super fun. It's bite-sized. It's absurd. I I recognized a number of the contestants playing, and it was just like having a silly time with friends for a few minutes. So congrats. That's exactly That's what the plan was. Perfect. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm originally from Canada. Ned is originally from London. And so our comedic sensibilities lay elsewhere. It is not two contestants competing against each other. They are really competing to figure out what the hell I'm saying each and every moment. Right. So it's sort of them <laughs> against you in a in a in a death match. And I love the 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 consolation prizes if they don't win are always like you will call them or some, it's some absurd thing that is not going to happen but it's hilarious. Oh, it happens. I text people all week. <laughs> totally inappropriate demotivational sayings. Oh, so you follow through on those things. Like if you say you didn't win, but you're going to get texts from me with inspirational oh, sayings. We, we've sent gently used raisins. We sent someone our new book, which we created. It's a coffee table book. It's person of color and it's queer friendly. It's called Everyone Fuck Off. Of course. I love it. I love it. It's available. It's a coffee table book. What's the book about? People that you want to fuck off. Yeah. Really? It's a simple concept. Simple concept. And it has an ama uh, amazing images. You will understand uh, quite a few of them. I love and it. And now... You tear them out and give them to certain people. Do you name names? 
Oh no. Oh no, we're we're too gentle Far for too that. Polite for that. Very polite. We're from we're under British monarchy. You understand? I love that. So, um, versus, where did it begin? How did it how did it come about? This game show. Well, Ned and I have been doing uh, quite a few music projects. So. Uh, together, as you know, he's an established uh, music platinum award-winning music producer and musician. And so all the music from the actual show, we did wall-to-wall. All of that is original music. But we had done stickers. We had two of the top Apple apps for stickers. We do our live show. It's really all the same to us. We just create content. It's the same... um, low-brow, high-intentioned content you've come to expect. From you guys, who you do. Yeah, and we, we started out making the Kittens versus Donuts video, didn't we? Yep. We just made this kind of ridiculous, uh, brightly colored sort of animated thing, and we thought it was great fun. And then we figured we should put an entire show based around being stupid and fun. And we just made a pilot. We just went, uh, no one asked us to do it. We yeah. just thought, you know what, well, we're just going to make a pilot. Hey, wouldn't this, friends be in. Yeah. wouldn't this be Our friends were Tom Goss of Tom Goss Music. Who and I know. And Franzoni. They did the pilot with us. Nice. And um, this was all done during COVID. Yeah, it, it's it's got that socially distanced feel to it, which is very Absolutely. safe and reassuring. Yeah. Y- your games are like, you'll quiz people about their own social media, which I think is brilliant. Like, I think that's such an inspired idea. Thank you, Dennis. Like, for example, when I sign up for your newsletter yeah. on DennisAnyone.net, because someone couldn't afford .com, right. what image will I see when I click to join the newsletter on your website? I don't know, but I think it might be the podcast logo, which is me with a microphone. Eh. Wow. It's a sweet Bichon Frise that is sitting on your bed it's right Enzo now. Enzo has taken over my newsletter. <laughs> that little... You are a perfect contestant. I, exactly. See, but I love... It's so clever because you'll say, on April 4th, Ted, you tweeted that you were so sick of what? And they have to, like, think back. I just find it really, in, uh, really clever. We really love the idea that it gave viewers an opportunity to find out a little bit about the contestants, yeah. first of all, because they might not know who they are. So we try to pick moments that would sort of illuminate the things that they do and the really you know the, the great and important things that all of those contestants are involved with so yeah it, it was a nice way of doing it and, and then confusing the hell out of them at the same time and there's a game called like uh turkey versus snails and you'll just say a fun fact and people have to guess with their hands if it's a turkey or snail it's educational just, it's it's very it's very clever and and very fun and um I love it. Oh, did did you see the episode with Varla Jean Merman? Yes, out of drag, looking buff and mustachioed and yeah. We play a lot of shows with Varla Jean Merman. Yeah. She's one of our closest friends. Not only did she get her wedding day wrong, I married them and I got the date wrong. So you were both <laughs> wrong factually Correct. on the broadcast that people will be watching. <laughs> But luckily, we, didn't, we didn't change a thing. We kept all that mess in. Yeah, because you know what? The the grand the big prize they win a year of reverie. So yeah, yeah, that's great. It's, in other words, it's not super high stakes. You don't have lawyers no, saying no, no, no. that's not it's the right a, answer. It'll be fun, and you know, the... reverie was really great. We yeah. said we we went to them, and they're like, okay, and they're we're like, is that all? Like, yeah, can you just make it? And yeah. we were like, okay. 
I love that it. Was How did you the conversation? Yeah, it was great. It, it the was only great. thing that we asked for uh, was that it had to be uh, a strong representation of people of color and queer voices. That was your that was your sort of mandate and what you wanted to do. Yeah, they had to be lighthearted people, though no sort of contentious. This is a lighthearted show. Yeah. So if someone was like. Uh, to a little strident. That's really not the nature. We want someone who's just like easy going. Yeah, it's gonna have fun to go with the flow. How yeah. long have you guys been working together, and how did you first meet? I'll tell you exactly. It's been just over two and a half years. We've been playing live shows together, and how did we meet? Ned through through Franzoni, actually, who, as well as being a fantastic photographer, he's a musician. So I was producing tracks with him, and Devin came in and played ukulele. And then we and, ended um, up co-writing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've done a bunch more with Franz and then, uh, yeah, dozens of other projects. Well, you guys have this feel together like you've been together a long time. Like there's such a comfort and a, and a, and a vibe. So if you had told me 20 years, I would have believed that, if, you know. So why yeah, is I think our sensibilities, for whatever reason, just kind of click in, in, in the same kind of gear. Yes. So. And it's the same work ethic as well, Dennis. You know, it's... As you well know, uh, at this point in my life, I don't really wish to be challenged every day to produce. To, I want to have like an ease and a flow and a joy of creating. Right. Anything. And so unless it has those qualities, it's not the right project for me. And Ned and I work. Yeah. It's a really good symbiotic it's relationship. It's always fun. Yeah. I love it. Well. I don't remember how I first met you. It was through the, some shows and the community stuff. But then yeah. you reached out to me a couple years ago and yeah. said, I know you do the mismatching game. Can we come and just sing before? And I was like, yeah. that is so generous and cool of you. I, we I love still, the mismatch game. It's, it's we so love, great. Yeah, we yeah. love all the performers and the gay and lesbian uh, center has been nothing but super kind to us. And it's the least that we could do. That, but I was still knocked out by that. You just asked, you know, hey, can we, we'll come and do a warm-up set for you in front in the courtyard. And it makes it really special. So there's something about your generosity of spirit that comes through in these, in these uh, all your projects that you do. Because I think you may relate to this, and I do, is sometimes you make money for stuff. Sometimes you don't make any money for stuff. Sometimes you spend money and don't get it back. Like, if you kept score of all of that, I think it could dampen your spirit. But you guys have seemed to gotten to a place where it's like, we love doing this. We're going to do it for the love of it. And sometimes we'll get paid and sometimes we won't and all of that stuff. So talk to me about managing that, um, that, well, that sort of pattern. It's a symbiotic relationship. How, it's how I see it. So every Friday, Ned and I do a free complimentary show every single Friday, 11 a.m. at devongreen.com. A lot of people are in lockdown right now. A lot of people are by themselves. A lot of people are struggling. A lot of people feel so alone. They don't have a job to go back to. We offer, we have so very few skills that <laughs> the only thing that we can do is let people know that they are not alone. And so we just play a half hour show every single Friday and people like, let us know if you need a job. Let us know what your skills are. Are you selling something online? Just put it in the chat so we can all help each other. It's never about us. Right, that, then, which is admirable. But it, I think it's, it, sometimes you can kind of get down or get into a funk or like, oh, am I going to, you know, I have a great idea, but 
you kind of have to get 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 it up. Yeah, again. it helps having a partnership. I think like yeah. we can both spur each other on, and you know, Devin's so great at doing things that I'm not so great at, and vice versa. We both kind of fill yeah. in blanks in in each of our areas. So, you know, it's always it's exciting to 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 see Devin come up with an idea that I'd never have thought of and go like, oh wow, that reinvigorates this whole thing, and we can go off in this direction, and that's that's really fun because we never know where things are going to end up. Right. Yeah. Oh, if you asked me to do mismatch game, I would do either JonBenet Ramsey or Mary Jo Badafuco. <laughs> well, that's good because we may, if we, somebody may not, somebody may not be able to do this Saturday. Would you be able to do it on the twelfth? I know. I love it. It's happening right in front of us. I don't know for sure yet. I, I uh, somebody. Reached out and said they might not be available, and do I have a backup and blah blah. Uh, are you doing them live or virtually? We're now? doing them on Zoom. Oh, great! Yeah, that's so cool. We ended up uh, this Saturday would be the twelfth. Yeah. What time is it? Eight o'clock Pacific time. <gasps> Hold on a second, Richard and Karen Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> yes and all we do is make out the whole time <laughs> all right i'm open to it because with zoom yeah. you can have two people in a in a box yeah whereas on the set it's not built that way but are, are you available yeah i think we can do it yeah we have uh we have well yeah one two o'clock yeah so we could yeah we can get okay well let me i i can't confirm for sure because i no have a few texts out there in the world but that is so fun to know so um, and you probably you have the carpenters. Could be quite funny, yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> this is it. exactly how we start everything. See, just what if we do? And you guys, your your face lights up. I think I'm going to leave all of this in there because it's kind of fun to see you just kind of go. <laughs> oh, we could do that. I also, um, you like glamour. I find you very glamorous. Like I feel like you always have cool looks and 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 talk to me about the putting together of different looks for different characters. And it seems like you have a lot of fun with that. I'm not a farmer. Of course I'm going to get dressed up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not a Listen, farmer. I have been doing drag since I was five years old. I grew up as a professional figure skater. Right. And so I've been in sparkles and falsies and lashes. And, sh and I've lived my whole life like this. I did not, um, I'm not regurgitating. You know, I emulate a lot of things, but... Uh, I was from a young age. This is literally the, and I, it's so funny. I can still fit into my outfits from when I was six. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm very proud of you. But you, but you have fun with it. You enjoy it. It's exciting. Oh yeah. The second you, t for me, if I took myself seriously, I'm a, I'm a t idiot. So that, you know, it's all in fun. And whenever you see any photo of me looking like I thoughtful, I can guarantee you it's in between images of me laughing. Yeah, I love it. What's your favorite wig? Do you have a favorite wig that you wear? How dare you? It's all your natural hair. <laughs> Look, for the friends that are listening at home, I am wearing, I thought this was a real Zoom call, so Ned and I got totally dressed you up. Dressed I'm up. wearing 33 inches of fun. Of fun. I know long, like share circa half-breed long hair. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Have you, you're such a part of the gay community and the LGBT yeah. community and 
Um, has that always been a part of your sensibility? Has yes. that always been who your friends were? And yeah. I grew up as a pro figure skater. Yeah. And that's period sad. the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was it. Look, I had seen, you know, m- male figure skating friends of mine essentially having to, ma- so by society standards, having to marry a female. Right. It made no sense to me. And there's one thing that Ned and I felt like super strongly about. A, a lot of times it seems like, oh, with gay marriage, it's being tolerated. And that just seems just so wrong to me. It should be a 100% acceptance. And so our, if, if we can do anything, our voices are to boost um, the equality and, and the gay agenda. But you also seem to feel like at home with it. Like these are your people, right? Like when I look at your friends and where you perform and yeah. going to different like P Town and places like that. Like it's yeah. it's part of your whole thing. Yeah. Are you kidding? I, I will say I will always say that drag queens are the best performers. There's a lot of great singers look like shit. There's a lot of great comedians that can't sing. That you know what I mean? Drag queens have everything. They look amazing. Like Varla Jean, for example. Yeah. Super she stars. goes all out. Every single outfit, yeah. every, you know, Coco Peru memorizes every single word. Such strong work ethics. That always resonates with me. But being super funny, looking amazing, singing and dancing. You know, that is everything. There's a lot of other disciplines that don't have all three, so it always seems incomplete to me. Drag performers are the only complete performers to me. That's amazing. And you got to do RuPaul's Drag Race. Didn't you appear on there? Was that a thrill? Yeah, you know, it was really funny. I I thought she... You know, getting a, a text from Rue, she'll, she will be like, I need you to come over and play charades right now. And I'm like, okay, what would you like? A cord of wood. Okay, I'll bring a cord of wood. That's yeah. a typical interaction. Right. <laughs> it's so lovely. I had a great time, and uh, our girlfriend, Nadia Ginsburg, yes. was on that episode. But I do a lot of things with World of Wonder. You know, they've been so excellent. I love going to the conventions. I love playing or being on the shows with Katya or Trixie or Jinx Monsoon. Mm. You know, it's been interesting in COVID because um, it's interesting, like someone like Jackie Beat, just Sherry Vine, perform, perform, perform. But uh, there's quite a few girls who only had five or six songs. They only lip synced to a couple of songs. Right. So what can they do? They have to wait until, you know, they have to change their performance, change what they're doing. How do you pivot in this great world reshuffling right now? Yeah, no, it's true. Um, Do you get recognized much out and about? Yes. Usually for welcome to my home. Yes. The second that I start talking, I'll go, well, hello. And then someone will start, they can't help it because people have memorized it for the last 10 years and right. say, I'm going to underline you. I never met a card. I didn't like, you know, people will say the whole thing and it warms my enlarged heart. I went back it's, and looked at that. Welcome to my home is a parody of this crazy soap star that did this like home video in the eighties. And, and you just do voiceover, right? Yeah. I did it for Melania. Uh, I had like five or six 
videos and uh, doing the Melania ones was a note. That kind of shit is catnip to me. I can, I can tell the second I see it, I'll do it. So, you know, Ned would had first asked me, you know, Devin, what, you know, do you put stuff out on a, on a consistent basis? And it's like, when I have something to say, I'll put something out. Right. You don't have to, you don't have like a, a conveyor belt where like I, it's Friday, I've got to put out a new video or all of that. Because it seems like with social media and YouTube and so many things, you have to feed it, you know? And it, that feels like it could be a challenge. Well, if you're a creator, then you create. It shouldn't be a challenge. And if you have to massage something too much, then it's been overworked. Interesting. You can quote me on that. I know. I feel like I just got a little bit schooled. It's so good. <laughs> now, you are from Canada. You're from the UK, Ned. Yeah. How many times in the last four years have you thought, maybe we go back to that other place where we're from? Like... What do you make of America and being here now and being from somewhere else? Does it give you a different point of view? I think it does give you a different point of view, but we love it here. I mean, it always feels like, especially L.A., you know, it feels like you are always on the cusp of something amazing happening. You know, there's there's so much kind of, um, you know, so many ideas floating around and so many people who, who are just one crazy great things that happen and that's quite exciting you know that this kind of can-do attitude where you always feel like you're close to to the next great thing I, and I the stuff the that we've done that here i don't it, think we could have necessarily done back in the uk or canada i mean yeah. you know i think it is a different mentality yeah why why do you love it here Devin? because mm, i win awards is that the correct answer <laughs> no <laughs> you win awards Webbies and World of I'll wonders. be honest, I, 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 I didn't realize, uh, you know, I seem to be a lot happier in the sunlight. Oh, interesting. I, I just feel, I feel happier. I, I guess I must have been depressed in Canada. Do you feel a kinship in some ways to uh, Canadian com- comedy, the world, like Schitt's Creek and, and people like SCTV? And um, I know you, you studied at Second City, didn't you? Yes, correct. I feel like I'm an ombudsperson, an ombudsman for Canada. I always extol the virtues of how great the northern lights are or the impeccable manners or the abject kindness of the people because it comes from um, a a, a true place. And the Canadian sensibilities like Canada, UK, Australia, those comedic sensibilities are more like... um, Look at how different we are. How funny is that? Right. As opposed to sometimes Americans are like, you're different, you're wrong. Right. And I'm angrily going to tell you about right. it. Right. Yeah, and I'm frightened deep down by by that or something. Like, I, I can't just roll right. with it. Um, talk to me about one of your favorite gigs, your favorite audiences, a night when it was just magical. Well, performing with Vala is always great. Yeah. We've, we've done a few shows with her and well, in New Orleans mainly, but also in LA. Do you perform together or do you open and then she comes out or do you do your thing together? So what we do is the three of us perform a couple of numbers together and then we do our portion and she'll poke her head in. She'll do her portion and we poke our head in and then we finish all together. We've done Thanksgiving. Yeah. We've done Christmas, Christmas shows. They are unbelievable and we usually go we fly out to new orleans and that place if we had to live in a second place 
it would be New Orleans. That place you walk in and you just the, you get off the plane. It's like I can write a book here. Yeah, you know, you just feel inspired. There's something in the yeah. air. So it must have been very hard not to be traveling um, and doing shows. Right? Well. A weird thing that happened was, you know, in March, we were like, oh, well, let's just reschedule for June. Let's re- oh, we're just going to reschedule for September. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we had everything at, at this point in 2021 cancel. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Wow. So what do we, you know, how are we going to figure it out? You just have to figure it out. What can we do? What can we offer? And, you know, w- We've got the technology. We've got the technology. We've yeah, got enough ring lights. I think <laughs> right. we can get through this. Well, and I think between the two of you, you're good at different things, and you're able to bring together and create something really wonderful. Yeah. Um, on your Friday shows, can you talk to me about an interaction you, you've you had that, that was meaningful or somebody that comes back every time? or the, the, the Oh, way this, you feel the, there are loads who come back every time, and it's so it's so great. I mean, we're so privileged to, yep. to, to have those people. Right. Yeah, because they... They are really alone. It's a blessing for us to be together. But a lot of people have, you know, been in true isolation. And just to know that they're being heard. They're like, can you play this? Or, hey, we're doing a theme on locations. Oh, could you play California Christmas that we just came out with? Can you play that live? And we're okay. Yeah, if that's what you want, we're, we're happy to put out. But a lot of people need to be heard right now, and, and we are absolutely here to listen. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Now, you picked some questions from my observation deck. Um, since I started doing these on Zoom, I haven't been able to recreate that because it's a deck of cards. But we figured out a way to do it, and you guys have picked some fun questions. Um, one of the p- questions you picked, um, Devin, is what gift that you received do you most vividly remember unwrapping? Uh, I can tell you right now. I was up in the boreal forests of Canada. Nice. And at five o'clock in the morning on Christmas day, I had the best gift because nobody else was up. So I opened everyone's gifts. And my mom, my dad, my twins, my, tr- my twin, everybody, all family members, every single one. It was the greatest Christmas I ever had i was also put in my room for the next two days did you know that it was wrong and just get carried away or did you just not know it was wrong oh yeah i knew it was i felt felt so good though god damn it it felt so good i just like little nip and you know i started out just ripping just ripping a corner off just for peaks yeah. And then I thought, you know what? I bet you I can take off the side and pull it out. Hey, look at it. It's a mechanical pencil. How does this work? That tried everything. My mom had to rewrite. Ned, am I any different? Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> I don't want to load onto your workload, but that feels like a song or a story, like or a children's book. Or, that's something adorable about that. Like waking up and opening everybody's Christmas puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. All right. Um, Ned, one of the the questions that you picked is, what movie did you see when you were way too young to see it? Oh, Poltergeist, definitely. Yeah, that was just horrendously mis mis uh, miscast for me. I mean, I was way too young to see it, but it seemed like it was, you know, because it was a PG rating, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't 
advertised as terrifying, like The Exorcist. No, and it was absolutely terrifying. The clown the under the bed was was very traumatic for, for me <laughs> when I was 10 years old, whatever it was. I don't think you'd be allowed to do films like that anymore for, yeah. for that age. I think it would be rated very differently. Did you have nightmares? Oh, yeah. 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 Still, a, a clown sitting on the chair next to the bed is is not acceptable in our bedroom at all. Not not I mean, not a recipe for fun. Um, Devin has a <laughs> Devin actually has a clown about exactly the same size as well. Uh, it does not come in the bedroom. Did Did you know that story about poltergeist? I did not. I love that. See, but you knew that clown. <laughs> you just knew that he didn't like that clown for some reason. Um, and then you, Devin, you picked this one as well. When was the time when you gave into peer pressure? Oh, I thought I misread it. I thought it was pee pressure. And so I have a different answer. Um, guess what? I was six years old. I was in kindergarten and some little shithead wanted me to move seats. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. What did I do? I peed right then and there. You want me to move? Nope. Marking territory. Territory. I'm, I'm, I, was, I was raised by wolves, Dennis. What I love is that that... That story involves peer pressure and pee pressure because you did not give in <laughs> to the peer pressure. It's a twofer. But you did give in to the pee pressure. Um, tell people how they can find uh, your game show and also anything else, uh, all the stuff you got going on. And just go to Devin, D-E-V-E-N, DevonGreen.com, and all the links to the Reverie. There's four five-and-a-half-minute episodes. I can guarantee, unless you have the Reverie app on your Roku, um, I can guarantee you're going to laugh out loud. And it's cool because you can play along as well. You can count kittens and donuts. and It, it really has a sensibility that's silly and fun. And, yeah. and everything comes together in a really fun way. It's perfect for, for where people are right now, I think. You so know, we rock, wrote it. We sh- shot it. Ned edited it. You know, um, you we the actually. Music. All the music. All yeah. the music ourselves. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. And you've got your. Friday night, sh- Friday morning shows. What time are they? 11 a.m.? 11 a.m., yeah. 11 a.m., that's Pacific it. Pacific time. Um, all right, my final question. You know, performing careers go through ups and downs. What gets you through your downs? What gets you, what keeps you going? Oh, I don't acknowledge any downs. That's, that's exactly how I, I live in a bubble. That's the way to go, though, right? Yeah. I think so, I yeah. try and be oblivious to anything negative. Has, have you always been that way? Or was it something you developed? No, no. My thermostat was set at a young age. I've just always been, oh, okay. Uh, you know, I just never listened to anyone who said no. I know I know what my skills are. If I can do it, I'll be, uh, you know, the first one there. I'll say, this is excellent. I can, let me do that. I, I got this, you know, please. And if I, if, if it's beyond the scope, like being earnest, or sincere, I will say this is beyond my scope. Yeah, this is not in my wheelhouse. No, I love that's it. for others. Uh, what about for you, Ned? Does any does that resonate? Like, what, what it does. Of- I mean, I think you know, you just keep on going, really, keep on creating. And yeah. there's always we have so many projects that if there's one that starts kind of getting frustrating for us, then there's always five more that we can fall back and, and, and get excited about again and then come, you know, circle back round later when we feel inspired on it. So it's nice to not just to do one thing. It's nice not just to be doing music or not just doing videos. We can kind of bounce between different disciplines and, and, and hopefully stay fresh and engaged because of it. 
It works. It's all the same to us anyway. Right. It's just, it's content and it's, you know, uh, lighthearted, com- usually comedy, like something lighter natured. And it's so awesome that you guys found each other, that you connected yeah. and, and that your sensibilities match up so beautifully. Um, I said last question, but I forgot this is the last question. What's the dream gig? If you could. This is it. This is it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's yeah, absolutely. I'm really happy. Are you happy? Yeah, we love it. I'm super happy like this. I love it. You guys are awesome. I'm going to reach out to you later about mismatch and let you know. Um, but, okay. but that could be really fun. Um, I'm inspired by you. I don't know you very well, but you always lift my spirits, and you're generous with your talent and and uh, a big advocate for the community. So I say, yes. rock on. Cool. Thank you, Dennis Hensley. Dot net. <laughs> Dennis, anyone? I couldn't. I couldn't. No, I got I got Dennis any I got Dennis anyone dot net. I couldn't get Dennis anyone dot com. So oh, I know. Yeah. I got it. No. <laughs> and, you, and you want four thousand dollars for it? All right. Okay, you guys are terrific. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye, honey. Love you too. Bye. Thanks to Devin and Ned. Check out their show Versus and all their other fun stuff that they have online. Okay, so this happened. We've been doing mismatch game Zoom for the holidays for the past two Saturdays. Two down, one to go. This past Saturday was really funny, different, silly. And actually, uh, Devin and Ned, after we did the interview, I ended up a short a panelist. And so I reached out to them and they stepped in and made their mismatch game debut as Donnie and Marie Osmond. And maybe they were attracted to each other. Maybe they nearly performed um, a doggy style act on Zoom. But um, they were really fun. We had Julie Brown as Melania Trump being really fed up with Christmas in a fun way. And just, it was great. So we have one more show coming up. It's this Saturday, the 19th. We've got Jackie B, genius. Nadia Ginsburg, genius. Miley Flanagan, genius. Uh, Rebecca Cochin, she's doing Paris Hilton this time, a new character. Uh, it's going to be super fun. Dante does Jack Nicholson, hilarious. And, oh, Quesadilla from Chico's Angels. Oscar Quintero is going to do the mismatch game as well. Bring a little glamour to the proceedings. So it's super fun. You can learn about it at eventbrite.com, B-R-I-T-E, and just search mismatch game. It's 15 bucks. The money goes to the center. And um, and it's great. And so I'll give you a little t- taste of my favorite answer from a couple weeks ago. The question was, Nomadland actress Frances McDormand in this new movie... She has a scene where she takes a dump in a bucket. Um, Glenn Close heard that and said, you think that's edgy? In my next movie, I'm going to blank. And Drew Drogi as Donald Sutherland said, I'm going to play the bucket. And I thought that was the funniest thing. See, they don't always have to be dirty. It could just be kind of silly and funny and like, but also kind of well-observed because if Glenn Close thought it would get her an Oscar, she would play a bucket for sure. Um, All right. That's, that's all I have time for this week. Um, Come to the mismatch game. It's going to be fun. And we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye.